Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Monday, February 27th, 2017, and this is the ride. I might be on a fateful journey this morning, headed to my final interview at what I believe is going to be the next job I have. We shall see. I've kind of put it in my mind that if it doesn't work out, I've got other opportunities. I'll just keep on going, trusting God, being patient. You know the drill. But uh, all indications say that this might be the one. So I'm not going to get into too much of that detail there. Um, Obviously, that's foremost on my mind. But let's switch gears a moment here. As I have been going through writing the book, The Paper Trail, which kind of chronicles many, many, many of the podcasts and what we talked about, one of the things, in the very first podcast I have in the, in the book, I go on this rant about our living, our job, how we call it our living. It's, it's my living. It's, it's what I do for a living. In that podcast, I think it was episode number five, I just briefly touched on the fact that our job and our career and the thing that we do to earn money is not really our living. We call it that. That's fine. It's what I do to make a living, to make the money so that I can live, I guess. But it's not really living. I've gone my whole life not wanting to work <laughs> and and most people who know me know that I work really hard but I don't I don't like to work and let me define what I mean by that I love using my brain to think about things to solve problems innovate solutions that business and to me that's probably the pinnacle of what I enjoy contributing to you know, contributing to finding solutions. I love that. And sometimes there is work involved in doing that. And so that's the part that I don't like. The, the part that's the, the effort, the part that you're challenged with things and some of the mundane stuff that you just have to do. You know, as somebody who designs solutions in software and hardware... I'd rather just kind of create the thing and hand it off to the customer and say, here you go. But there's other work involved. You've got to write up the documentation. You've got to make sure all your prints are accurate. That's work. Now, I'm not going to say that I hate it. I've done it for my whole career. So I don't hate it, hate it. But it's it's not the dessert. It's more like the vegetables, having to do those things. So work is like vegetables. The solving of problems, that's like the dessert. Being able to hand that off and get appreciation and respect and uh, honor for what you've provided, that's the dessert. And I think many of us go through our Christian walk like a job. And we look at the grace that God has for us. And the glory that he pours out on us and the blessings 
and the salvation gift that he's given to us. And man, that's like the dessert. But there's things that you have to do. You have to work your faith. You have to work your walk. You have to carry a cross. You've got to crucify some things. You know the things. And that is really where a lot of us are at this crossroads. We really enjoy the, the dessert parts of our walk with Christ. But it's that the meat, the vegetables of the Word, the things that we always struggle with. Now I was reading something recently, I can't remember uh, the actual book, but the author's talking about how, I think it's the story of the Buddha, like way back when, and how this guy was trying to figure out, I, I believe that he was raised in a family that tried to keep him from knowing any kind of problems and, and issues out in the real world. So this prince was shielded from everything and was devastated when he found out the reality that, that there's actually trouble in the world, that there's poor people, there's people that are dying, there's sick people. He didn't know any of that. He, he was shielded from all of that. And then when he found out about that, he escaped his haven, his perfect haven, and wanted to be out there in the reality. And then he wanted to try to find the solution you know, what, what's the meaning of life? All this weirdness going on, all this challenge and issues. And he found that no matter if you had money or if you didn't, position or didn't have position, if you had opportunities or if they were denied you, no matter what place you found yourself in this whole thing called humanity, you were going to run into some trouble. You're going to have trouble because you have money. You got trouble because you don't got money. You got trouble because you got a big mortgage payment. You got trouble because you don't have a house. And he was pondering all this and realized you can't create a situation where you don't have trouble, which totally aligns with our understanding of Scripture and how Christ says, you know, you will have trouble, but he's overcome the world. In other words, if you are dealing with trouble, which I say we all are, you need something to help you cope. Because you can struggle and strive and do everything you possibly can in order to position yourself in a way that you think won't give you trouble. And it's a losing battle. You know, if you look at it in spiritual terms, we have an enemy. His name's Satan. He was cast down from heaven. And his job is to get you off track. And so you think, okay, if I trust in the Lord and lean on my bro and everything is going to go smooth, well, that's not scriptural. And if you're trusting, and if you're really trusting in the Lord, you will probably have more attacks from our enemy. Now you could choose to go the other way. Well, let's just. Say, I'm tired of this whole Christianity thing. I'm just going to relax and just live the way the world does. And, you know, I'm just tired of fighting that spiritual battle with the enemy. So I'm just going to not be a target for him. And you certainly can do that. 
And it's subtle how the enemy does this. He entices you in that way, causes you to believe that that's kind of the easier road to go. But what happens is that enticement pulls you down toward your final resting place, which is not a good place. It gets you off target, gets you off the path you should be traveling. It's not to cause you to reject God, an active rejection of God. No, it's just to be indifferent of Him. He can't handle my problems anyway because I, you know, Rusty said I'm always going to have problems. Well, okay, Rusty did, but so did Jesus. So, you know, listen to him more. But if you live that indifferent life, the things that the enemy might have actively fought against you as a Christian, he doesn't even need to actively do it. The world is out there to entice you down a path of destruction. It's easy. If he can get your eyes off Christ, that's all he has to do. It's like the rest of the world is a whirlpool sucking you down. But here I am to tell you, God didn't create you for that. He has a much better plan for your life. He has solutions. It's cool how that just came around. God has solutions for you. And this is not some, you know, little trite Facebook post with flowers on it that says, God has a solution for you. No, God really has a solution for your situation. You know, you have trouble in your life. Great. You're part of the family. But God has solutions. You know how I was talking about I really enjoy doing the kind of work I do because it lets me create solutions. If there were no challenges in life, I would not be able to enjoy that role. So I guess in one sense, I'm glad there's, there's challenges in the world. There always seems to be. I am trying to more and more take the vantage point of Christ. If you do that, you start to see things differently. Because Christ had challenges, didn't he? He came to the earth knowing that there would be a major challenge to his humanity. One that caused him to cry out, Father, why have you forsaken me? But he went to the cross anyway. Jesus had a challenge and he faced it. And you know how he faced it? He did God's will. That's the solution. That's the solution. God's the solution. Through Christ, he provided a solution to you today. For the issue you're dealing with right now, he's the solution. Not a 10-step program, not going to five different counselors and having them all disagree with what your problem is. He's the solution. The solution to the challenge. Now, many who are hearing me say this are thinking maybe, great. So what is it you want me to do now? I mean, I'm just trying to be real with you. And trust me, I can hear myself say this to myself, okay? So, because, you know, I'm the number one follower of Rusty James. I have to hear this stuff more than you do. It challenges me. It convicts me. What is it I got to do? Do I got to go to church more? Do I need to read the Bible more? 
remember, it's not like your problems are going to go away. What, what's, the, what's the issue here? Is it to reduce problems? I'm kind of here to tell you that that's not really what's going on. No, it's to reduce the effect of the problems in your life. There are people who can go through life fully dependent on the Lord God. Well, let's just pick on somebody. Let's say Paul, Apostle Paul. He had troubles. He rested on the Lord, and you know why he wasn't perfect? So he had days where he probably wasn't resting on the Lord as much as, you know, he should. He did have that big event that caused him to go blind and get converted that was pretty supernatural. So he had that as a reminder of the power of God. So if you ever if you ever got downcast, he could remember, you know, the glory of God was all over in here. But no, Paul knew that his strength was in the Lord and his strength he needed to stand up against the trouble of his day. And that's what we need. We need God's strength to help us stand when it's tough to stand. We need his help to treat others with respect when maybe they're not treating you with respect. We need to have Christ's vantage point, that's what I was talking about before, more than ever, where he did what was necessary. He did the will of the Father, and it cost him his earthly life. But he's an example for us because his life, his living, was not his earthly life. And that is true for you. Your living should be less and less, day by day, less and less attached to this mortal life we live. I've had a lot of time to think during my period of unemployment to think about what's really important. You know, is bringing home a paycheck important? Well, yeah, it is. I got to take care of my family. In the big scope of things, in the big scheme of things, I had a lot of time to do reading, to do looking at life from many perspectives. So everything that I've read that I agree with, none of it contradicts what I know the Word of God is telling me. And I'm not reading all Christian stuff. I'm reading stuff from all sorts of authors. The answers, we're always looking for answers. The answer, my friend, is Jesus Christ. That's the answer. He's the answer. You can take everything away, but you can't take my Lord away. That's the way we ought to be. I was saying earlier, you know, what does that mean? Do we need to go to church more, read the Bible more? What is it? Well, those are things that I always talk about. Those are outward activities that are, you know, we should be doing those things. But those things basically come from that relationship that you've got with Christ. The only way that relationship gets built as if you're spending time with Him. I find I spend great time with the Lord just when I'm walking outside in in a beautiful, natural spot. Something, Something like that. I think this is a great time to spend some time with the Lord. Why don't you join me uh, as we get ready to close, okay? Lord God Almighty, we thank you so much that you sent your Son to this earth because of me, because of everyone who's hearing my voice right now. 
You came here because of each one of us, so that we would know about you, so that we would know the truth, and that we would be set free from the lie of sin and death. The lie is that sin will bring us life and it just brings us death. Thank you for showing that to us. Help us, Lord, to actively seek after you, actively build our relationship with you. Help us to trust you when things don't make sense. Help us to be those that share your life with other people. Help us to do that. I know when we do that, Lord, somehow your spirit just flows through us and it invigorates us and, and washes away some of the doubt and anger and unforgiveness in our life when we are a conduit to others. Help us do that today and help us really seek after your face. I thank you that we can spend this time with you and speak to you. All the riders on this journey are in agreement. We want to spend time with you. We want to know you more so that we can share the knowledge of you to those who don't know you. That's what you've called us to do as well. Thank you for clearing our mind today, placing our feet on a firm foundation. Thank you for giving us life. In Jesus' name, amen. Isn't that great? Isn't that great we can just hang out, get a little bit of renewed energy going on? It's a good thing. I can't wait to have you guys check out this book. It's taken a lot longer than I thought it would, but it's going to be good. So I'll, uh, I'll keep you updated on it. Until then, stand that word of God. Live in peace. Pray for those who persecute you. And Christ came to the world for you. And he wants to have that relationship strong with you. Yes, you. Let's build it stronger, stronger, stronger. And whatever those challenges in life are, with him, with us, we'll be able to take them on without any problems. Well, with some problems, but we'll still be able to take them on. So no matter what comes down the road, Christ is with you. He will give you what you need to get past every hurdle. And I will see you on the flip. <laughs>